0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Greetings once again from Sprott Money News and com. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up for Friday, September twenty 2017. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning.
0: Hey, Craig. Great to be here.
1: And as we begin, just another reminder that these weekly wrap-up segments are brought to you by Sprott Money, an accredited Royal Canadian Mint Bullion DNA dealer. Visit SprottMoney.com to learn more. Eric, now's a good time to be buying. Once again, we're seeing the price be worked lower in what has become just a regular part of the paper gold market where the bank's run the cot report to an extreme and through all their shorting, and the specs go long, and then the specs get rinsed back out so that the banks can cover their shorts. And here we are again, down another 50 or $60 from the high. Is that how you see it?
0: Yeah. And I, I think the, the operative word there they used was worked lower. And, I mean, it started in Monday of the previous week when it just opened up down 10 bucks for no reason, right? And, of course, it would have been no trading. You didn't have to hardly trade it to get it down 10 on a on effectively a Sunday night and just took it from there and even the fed comments which the bond market and the stock, well the bond market certainly took as uh as not uh hawkish uh and then the they rallied the dollar for a day and then yesterday it sort of faded and today it's fading again uh, but they always use these things as times to whack gold and silver and the the, the two times they use are when they have a fed meeting or when there's an, uh, an employment numbers come out, right? And I think they all act in concert. They have to, for some reason, all the commercials seem to be long and then short at the same times, exactly. They all win, never lose. And unfortunately, there's just a, a group of suckers that um, seem to play their hand improperly, and they get wiped out all the time. And it's, it's just devastating. And you'd think that, you know, the... Uh, the CME or the CFTC would figure it out because it's just, you can't be that lucky to, oh my God, it was short, this huge amount of money. And all of a sudden it's down a hundred bucks. Look, I made a big profit, you know, for the 13th or 14th or 17th time in a row. It's just, uh, we know, we know what's going on. Okay. And unfortunately we got to live through it until somebody comes along and asks for some gold, you know, and that's really what, what kind of stops the process. So let's hope that, The physical buyers, and they have to be meaningful physical buyers, you know, government, central banks, uh, not Western Central Banks, of course, uh, non-Western Central Banks, uh, that make finally come into the the game and make a difference.
1: You know, we have seen some of that, at least uh, so far uh, this year and into last year. Uh, One of the notes that came out this week that I found of interest was that Russia, the Russian Central Bank, continues to buy physical gold. They added another 15 metric tons in August bringing their total since the summer of 2015. So we're talking about the last 26, 27 months. Their total now is 465 metric tons of gold that the Russians have bought. Uh, I wonder what they're thinking.
0: Well, well, we know exactly what they're thinking. In fact, I read an article today where uh, there was some interview of a gentleman, and uh, it was in a Russian uh, publication. And, of course, the view of the Russians is that uh, the West rigs the gold price. And of course, Russia is a big gold producer and they're a big oil producer. I think they probably think they rigged the oil price too, which I probably would tend to agree with because um, it works to the detriment of Russia. And of course, everything, the most important thing in the world is that Russia you know, was uh, criticized for something. Yep. Uh, and it's just the policy. Uh, but there's no doubt that the Russians are very aware of what goes on in the gold market and how manipulated it is. So they're, they're, they'll just stand back and hopefully... Uh, Maybe if they knock it down a good amount, they'll buy more than 15 tons in a month, you know? So that's one of the factors between them, the Chinese, the Indians, who are great buyers on dips, okay? I mean, I'm amazed at how sort of controlled the the Indian people are in buying gold. They always wait for, for it to dip down, and maybe they're just so used to it dipping down all the time because they're regular buyers, not like you and I. We might buy, you know, once every couple of years or something. But they just, you know, they'll they be in there buying for sure. So that's the thing that would turn it around here.
1: You know, and interestingly, since the price turned back on September the 8th, the GLD has added something like 18 metric tons as well. So maybe there is some underlying strength.
0: Well, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, we saw lots of commentary about people who are turning towards gold. And I can't imagine anything that's happened in the last two weeks would turn them against gold other than the price going down. But, you know, you still have the North Korean thing. You have the lousy economic numbers. You got hurricanes. uh, You got uh, all sorts of geopolitical problems, economic problems, bankruptcies. There's nothing in the news that would would cause you not to buy gold. It's just the price goes down because that's a paper gold market. And they can make it go down because they just, they got, you know, bottomless pockets to, to drive it down and try to cover the short, and then away we go again. So uh, I, that's why I think the the physical market will hang in there, and as you point out, GLD is here, so that's uh, a case in point.
1: Hey, I want to double back for a second, too. We mentioned the FOMC. That was probably the biggest news of the week was the market reaction to what uh, Chair Yellen had to say and the, the headlines that came out of the FOMC. But, you know, you mentioned the bond market. Uh, all that really happened was a flattening of the yield curve as the 10-year note went down in yield and the 30-year long bond went down in yield. You know, and, and lost in the shuffle of all this, Eric, you know, they keep talking about rate hikes and three more rate hikes next year. Well, if they do that, the Fed funds rate will be about the same as where the 10-year note is right now. And can you tell everybody yeah. what a flat yield curve means for <laughs> economic growth?
0: Well, well, a flat yield curve normally predicts recessions that uh, there's just nobody is a, a long term believer you know that there's pressure in the economy to push rates higher and then that 's manifested in the longer term uh, bond market the thirty and ten year versus the the short term and theoretically it also is a very big negative for the banks because you know, if, if the uh, the call rate is two percent, you can do a mortgage at, at the, based on the ten year at two percent. How do you make any money doing that? Because mm-hmm. there's there's spread narrows. So normally, bank stocks uh, start capitulating in it with a flat yield curve, even though they haven't this time uh, so far. Um, but it, 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 most people take it as a sign that there's uh, basically no uh, significant economic uh, growth happening. I have two more. Fully believe.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you there. Uh, two other just quick topics for you this morning, Eric. Uh, we probably ought to touch upon the uh, volatility of the cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin yeah. went up to 5,000, down to 3,000, back to 4,000, and I think it's about 3,500 this morning. Uh, what do you make yeah. of the action there?
0: Well, I only look at it, well, you know, we had the comments from uh, Jamie Dimon that Bitcoin was a fraud. We've had other people come out and make the same kind of comments. Um, I, the, the one thing that I believe is when we started, you know, hitting a thousand coins and more initial coin offering well, that truly is a bubble. Okay. Because that's, that's an impossibility that we need a thousand new coins. I'm uh, that's, I'm not speaking to Bitcoin. I'm just speaking to cryptocurrencies generally that there's just way, way, way too many. It makes no sense. It was crazy. Uh, and of course now we have China clamping down on things, uh, which of course they can't do in the. Type of economy that they, they run central planned, but I, I of course being a, a gold guy, I'm not a believer in uh, in uh, Bitcoin per se or cryptocurrencies. And of course, I, I'm actually involved with a company that you know you want the blockchain and you want gold backed. You can do that through gold money. So uh, that's to me what I think the real answer is. You want to you know have an asset that's backed by something that also has the blockchain. Of uh, which I think there's a number of them that are. I've been informed of a number of them that are on their way. Except gold money already exists and, and functions very well internationally. Mastercard, whatever, it all works. So um, I, I just think it's a way better formula than uh, than than the blockchain, where you're depending on someone else. It's it's almost like a greater fool. Like who's is the last guy going to pay more or pay less for this thing? And if they all decide they don't want to pay for it, then it goes down because there's nothing to back it so i'm not I have not participated in Bitcoin. I know lots of people in the gold community have uh, I just haven't to this point
1: in time. right and lastly, I want to touch upon uh, one of your hot topics. It seems like we get this every uh, week or two. We talk about the it's just a never ending growing concern about the pension system, not only in the yeah. u s but in Canada too. More yeah. bad news there today uh this week uh, what do you What are you see? Here lately.
0: Sure. Well, you know what I find interesting? Back in the housing bubble of uh, six, seven, eight, there was a, a website called the housingbubbleblog.com, okay? Of course, I used to go to that all the time because I could just sense that the whole housing thing was going to fall apart. It was very, very, very helpful. Well, now there's a website called the uh, uh, Pension Tsunami. <laughs> and uh, I, I will use it more because I can just feel that the the non funding or under sorry the underfunding of pensions is becoming a hot topic, and of course it 's particularly a hot topic if you 're fifty or older and getting closer to retirement you better be thinking about this okay, mm-hmm. and or if you 're already retired you better be thinking about this. There was just an, an article about a million of ohio 's uh, civil servants uh, were being faced with uh, their their cost of living being capped from here on in because the pension fund is underfunded. Uh, we saw that in Kentucky, people were opting to uh, redeem their pension fund early because they can, because they realize the pension fund's underfunded. And so, you know, anybody in that audience, I mean, they, they can't help but see it all the time, these things that are going on where they're not funded. And it's not just states. It's the federal government. Of course, there's no money in the Social Security Fund um and of course even the companies have uh, some serious underfundings uh, so n- nobody's really safe here and we all think oh yeah it's going to be fine going to get this big pension and of course we're aware of people getting huge pensions which are always a joke by the way i, I heard about some guy who's making 42 grand in his last year and his pension is now 50,000 a year with cola clauses and stuff like that i mean how does it how does that get funded i mean it's just it's an impossibility anyway so that's the, the, the math for pensions doesn 't work. People are not going to receive uh, what they think they were going to receive, or they 're going to receive it in uh, undervalued currency, one or the other yeah. so that, and that 's coming to the forefront here, and I think it 's going to have an effect on people because you know if you you have to look at the future and say, "Gee, my income might be suppressed going forward here boy you 've got to change your 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 spending stuff just like they do in Japan." where they save so much money now because they just know they're, they're going nowhere. So that's a big, big concern, the pension funds.
1: I always like bringing it up here, too, because it's, it's a confidence scheme, right? I mean, it, people leave their money in their defined benefit plan because they're confident that their company or the municipality or whatever uh, is going to exist in the future and pay them in the future. Right. Uh, It's the same as paper gold. People leave their money in all this paper gold exposure that's been created because they're confident that if they want their gold, they can get it. But you can see where the two systems could collapse in the same way.
0: Absolutely. And, of course, it's the impact on the economy that is important to me because if there is this negative impact, you just get negative growth. I mean, all of a sudden, the whole lending thing falls apart. You know, where people, how do you pay off a loan when the economy is shrinking? Yeah. That's a very tough thing to do, right? And, of course, then it gets into the banking system. And once it's in the banking system, then you, that's when you really know you've got to own gold and silver. And that's the whole process that I think we'll go through.
1: Yep. Sounds, that sounds about right. Well, my friend, it's always enlightening to talk to you. And uh, I look forward to doing it again next week. But for now, I think we'll call it a day. I hope you have a great weekend.
0: Okay. All the best to you, too, Craig.
1: And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.